Well, hi, everyone. How are y'all doing? Sweet. Love our kids. See everyone here? Love it. Okay. Let's get back on last week. Let's do a little recap. Do you guys remember kind of what we talked about last week? Do you have any idea? A little bit? That's cool. Good. So who is Satan? Devil. Bad guy. Good, good. Anything else? The deceiver. The deceiver. Who is going nameless. I love it. So he is a fallen angel, okay, who hates God and seeks to turn us against him. Because anything he says, right, he's lying. He's telling us something opposite of what God tells us, right? Definitely don't like the dude. But he's ordained for it, so. How did Satan tempt Eve? Do you remember? Half truth. Okay. Ooh, twisting. All right. Mhm. Yeah. There you go. Do you guys have something? I say. Oh, okay. Well, good. But you're right. He told her lies about God, um, leading her to question God's goodness and truth. Right. He says, "Don't do this." And Satan's like, "Hey, did he really mean that? Did he really say that?" Yeah. Just a little, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go into some questions. I'm going to read these questions to you real quick, and then I will read you the passage, okay? So just think about these questions. First one, how did Eve add to God's command when she answered Satan's first question? So think about that real quick. How did Eve respond to the serpent's final temptation? Okay. Where was Adam when the serpent was talking to Eve? So think about that. And how is Jesus different from Eve and us? So I want you to think about those questions, right? I'm going to read the passage, and we'll go into it. Yeah, I love that. Get it going. So we're going to turn to Genesis 3, and we're going to read passages 1 through 6. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, God has said, You shall not eat, you shall not eat from any tree in the garden. So now you're saying, are you you sure about that? And the woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden, we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it, or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, you surely will die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took from the fruit and ate it, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate it. Okay? So I just read you the passage, and it was a little long, but let's go into the questions, right? So how did Eve add to God's command when she answered Satan's first question? So what did Eve add to it that God didn't? You guys kind of had a good start on it, right? What do you guys think? Like maybe she knew better, you know, like. Yeah. So what do you what do you think she said that changed it? Do you remember in the passage? Anyone? Okay. Well, so God, yeah. So let's 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 read back on that. This is good. So she she said that God had forbidden them from touching the tree. That's what she said. Okay. Ah, yes, but God had not said this. So if we go to Genesis 2.17, he says, But from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you will surely die, right? But adding to God's commands may show that Eve was already beginning to see God is too strict because she said, well, maybe I know better, right? So maybe I'll say that. And that's what happened. She added something that God didn't, okay? So good, good call. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, we'll talk about that after. That's good. <laughs> Let me get with the elders now. Um, so, <laughs> how did Eve? <laughs> how did Eve respond to the serpent's final temptation? So, how did Eve respond to that? She ate the fruit. But what else did she do? What did she? She was hearing something. She listened to him. Right? Is that what you're about to say? Good. Okay, I just want to make sure. Awesome. So yeah, she listened to him. So she set her heart on the fruit God had said was off limits. It's kind of like when your parents say, hey, don't touch that uh, thing over there. The special cheese? Is that a thing in the household? Okay. Special cheese. Don't touch the special cheese. And when you're thinking like, no, I think it's good for me, I'm going to still do it. The special cheese. So... Yeah, so she set her heart on the fruit God had said was off limits and ate it. And God warned that she would die by doing so. So if someone told you, hey, you're going to die if you even eat that chocolate bar or this, do you think you're going to do it? Yeah, you probably wouldn't if you're wise in that. But you're like, you know what? I know better. I think I'll be okay. It'll make me happy. So I'll eat it. I should be fine. That's a pretty clear warning. You're going to die. Like that's, that's not to joke around about, right? But Eve thought she knew better than God. Mm, I mean, it's what he's saying. <laughs> you just really die. <laughs> so now, let's go to next. Hi, baby. So let's go to the next question. So where, um, where was Adam when the serpent was talking to Eve? Uh, he was, uh, no, he was right beside her. Right beside her. Yes. Do you guys get that? So he's right beside her, right? So Moses said in verse 6 that Adam was with her. So, and as Eve's husband... He should have been protecting her, but instead, Adam listened to the serpent along with her. Because remember, we kind of look at the order, right? You have God to the husband, husband to the wife. And so you have the serpent. Didn't, the serpent didn't really go up to Adam, right? He went up to Eve, but they were both there and was tempting her and, and throwing her these lies. And instead, Adam should have stepped in and said, hey, hold up. Let's, that's not the word of God. It's not what God said. But he still allowed it. And he just listened and partook of it. So it kind of went backwards. Kind of different, right? But the last question I have, which I'm going to read this verse real quick before in the last question. So in Hebrews 4.15, it says, For we do not have a high priest, which is Christ, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. Because Christ has dealt with all things. He's, he's been through what we dealt with. He can sympathize with us and our weaknesses, okay? So he knows what we've been through because he's been through it, but he never sinned like Adam did. So now I ask you, how is Jesus different from Eve and us? Any idea? Jesus, Jesus never sinned. He's kind and loving and he's never sinned. Absolutely. Though he was tempted in every way, he never disobeyed God. Right? That's huge. I'm the only one that's done that. <laughs> so the main idea... Mm-hmm. So the main idea today, when we sin... We live, we live as if God is not king and he does not know best. So take that in for a second. When we sin against God, we live as if God is not king and he does not know best. So when we choose to sin against God, we're saying to him, uh, we know best. We know better than you. It's kind of, it's hard to hear. But, yeah. <laughs> so God is our creator and this means that he is our king, right? Our Lord and Savior. He made us and rules over us, and this is what God was teaching when Adam and Eve in his command not to eat of the forbidden fruit. He was protecting us from the fruit. He was protecting us of his commands and told him not to do that. So God was what? 
He's good. And he was in charge, okay? He was in charge of it. We were created to live in a loving and happy obedience to God because it's a joy to serve him, right? It's a joy to live in his precepts, his laws, and be obedient to Christ. That's what we seek joy in, okay? But just like with Adam and Eve, sin twists our hearts. Like you said, how it twisted, how she twisted that. And sin will twist our hearts. So in our sin, okay, we pretend that God is not in charge, all right? God tells us not to eat, but we eat anyways. So we disobey him. In our sin, we seek to push God off the throne. That's pretty tough to hear. (laughs) Can you imagine that? We seek to push God off the throne. So why do we do this? You guys know? Yeah. Coming out of nowhere. I love that. That's good. (laughs) Looking at me like, you should know this. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Uh, But yeah, why do we do this? Because we think we know better than God. Okay? So Eve came to believe that God was withholding something good from her. So God said, hey, off limits, do not partake of that fruit. And she's like, well, I think you're holding something from me. I think I know better. I think that will make me happy if I do it, right? I want to live longer. I want to be wise. It looks good in the eyes. I want that. So you see how she pretty much superseded God's word on that. So God had told her the forbidden fruit would kill her. But as she listened to the serpent and looked at the fruit, she became sure that it would actually give her life. How weird is that? I don't know. What happened? (laughs) That's what sin does. That right there. So here's an example. So let's say you're at the store, and I have two examples for this, but let's say you're at the store, pretty easy example, and you see a delicious special cheese or a delicious chocolate bar. That's not exactly it, but hey, check this out. So you see a chocolate bar, it's on the aisle, you love that kind, you, you you just think it's the best thing in the world, but you know, what does the Eighth Commandment say? Dang, that's so cool you know that. Yeah, don't steal, right? So we know what God has told us not to do, right? He said, yeah, so he said, do not, well, this is a good result, but he says do not steal, right? But as you look at that chocolate bar, you're thinking, you know what? It's like $2 and nobody Yeah, well, it'll make you happy, right? You've been down this path before. No. <laughs> but you become sure that it'll make you happy. You start looking at it, yeah, it'll make me happy. I think it's worth it. Like, why, why should I pay for it? I'll just, you know, take it. So when no one's looking, you go ahead and steal the bar. Think about that. So whenever we willfully sin like this, we are saying that we know better than God. So you said, I'm, I know better than God. I'm going to go ahead and steal that because I know me and I'm better. And it does not work. Because here's an example. It's a sad example, but I'll give you one. So when I was in second grade, I went to Riverside Elementary School and there was this little, not even kidding, 25 cent thing of gum on the shelf. Five pieces of gum in it. I thought it'd be so cool if I could get that, but my dad wouldn't buy it for me. Right, 25 cents, poor dad. But he wouldn't buy it from me. So I thought, what if I stole it and shared it with some friends at school? It would make me happy to share with my friends and see how cool I was to have five pieces of gum. Because gum was cool back then, just saying. Oh, okay, cool, good to know. But anyway, so I looked at it, and I grabbed it from the shelf, and I put it in my pocket, thinking, wow, it's going to make me happy. It's going to make me cool with the kids at school. I'm going to become friends. And then I thought, you know what? It's not the right thing to do. So I put it back on the shelf. But the problem was, I went back for it again, right? Yeah, how weird is that? I went back for it again, tried to steal it, but then my dad caught me right there. Five pieces of gum. So I looked like a fool, and I tried to steal, and it didn't work. So let me ask you some questions now that kind of revolve around that. So what was God teaching Adam and Eve when he commanded them not to eat of the forbidden fruit? What was he teaching them? Yeah, what was he trying to show to them at that moment? What do you got? 
Yes, clear, I love it, that he was in charge, okay? God's commands remind us that he is king over us, okay? When he says we shouldn't do something, there's a reason why we shouldn't do something. So when we sin, what are we saying about God? He's a liar, yeah, he's a liar, and what else? That, uh, what do you got? Yes, that they think they, they cannot be trusted, that they know better. Though God warns that sin will bring death, Satan promised us life through sin. That's a funny phrase. He promised us life through sin, and in our sin, we come to believe that God's commands are keeping good things from us. But really, God lovingly gives us his law to protect us from what he knows will destroy us. The loving father, right? He wants to protect us. How should Adam and Eve have responded to the serpent's temptation? No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She just said no. But what should he have done? What, what, would he, what did we do? Walked away. Walked away. Okay, yes? God, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. What if instead we should use God's word to fight against him? Like how we use the word. And you know, we said what well, the Bible says, what God says. That's what we use to defend ourselves, right? We use the word to defend it. So they should use God's word. And what did he say? Do not touch of the fruit, right? Of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. No, do not eat. Ah, wise boy. Do not eat of it. So he said to them not to eat of that fruit, right? So this is exactly what Jesus did um, when he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, right? He used what? The scriptures. He used the Old Testament scriptures, the word of God to defend it. Do you remember that when he walked in the wilderness and Satan tempted him through that? He used the word to defend himself. Though Jesus was tempted in every way, he never once sinned. He perfectly obeyed God, unlike Adam and us. When we believe in Christ, God looks at us as if we too have perfectly obeyed, right? Because when, when he died on the cross for us, now God sees us that in his righteousness that we perfectly obeyed in him. So thank you guys for listening. That was awesome. You guys, great questions. Man, good job, parents. Love it. Um, so the prayer today is that we pray that the Holy Spirit would carry out his great work of convicting your children of the heinousness of sin. Because it's a serious thing. It's a serious thing. And we want to just thank God for that salvation that he gives us, right? Uh, So let's go ahead and let's go into prayer. God, we thank you so much for this time to worship you through the scripture and the word to teach us all. No age age doesn't matter that um, we all need to learn this and we're so grateful for this to know that... um, we can trust you in every way and understand everything you've taught us through the Spirit. We pray that we understand that the sin is serious and that it's something you know you have to justify to have justice for and mercy for us too as well. Uh, we just want to tell you once again we're grateful for that, for your son on the cross to give us that freedom that we're seen righteous in Christ. We thank you for that salvation, Lord, and we thank you for this message, for the music we're about to play today to worship you and just to glorify you in everything we do. And it's in your name we pray, amen.